Welcome back to the Rainy Day Horror Show, people. Oh my god, I hate my fucking intro now. I'm sorry. I don't know how to fix these. It sounds so cringy and so weird and I hate my fucking intro. But I, I don't know what else to do, okay? Um, I could talk in like a sexy fucking radio show host, like, style, like, welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to the radio, not the radio show, the rainy day horror show on today's fucking beautiful little episode. We're going to be talking about the Seattle underground city, what it was, what happened to it. And why there are so many ghostly stories surrounding the Seattle underground city. But that doesn't, ah, that's cringy too. I don't like that. But if you don't know who I am, I am Dusty McBalls. I am your host with the most. I am the certified cougar hunter, okay? Like I said 10 seconds ago, we're going to talk about the Seattle underground. And it is interesting. And I'm really, really, really excited to share this story on this, you know, lost city. It's a lot of ghost stuff going on there, and I love my Washington Seattle fans. I'm sorry, but you, like, early Seattle, fucking disgusting, gross, and you're gonna figure out why, like, in a little bit on why Seattle was so fucking disgusting in the late 1800s, cause holy shit, it's fucking nasty. I'm sorry. I, I love you guys, but I don't know how you guys lived out there. Especially in the 1800s. Holy shit. Fucking insane. You guys are crazy. You guys are living like Larry out there. And I don't mean in a good way. I mean in like a crazy fucking wild shitstorm kind of way. Like, it was fucking crazy, but we're going to get into it in a second, okay? Get those Crocs on, alright? You already know the drill. It is Sunday. You already know the drill. Get those fucking Crocs on. We're going on an adventure, okay? And, I don't know. Hopefully it'll be a good one for you guys. It's going to be a great one, actually. It's not going to... We don't, we don't hope on this channel. It's going to be a great fucking trip. Also, if you're wondering why this came out so late and it didn't come out at 5, on my mom's side, well, my parents and then my mom's side they're going down to Atlanta for Christmas so the entire day we basically had our own little Christmas so that's why this is coming out so late and I apologize that it's coming out so late I didn't want it to come out this late but that you know shit just fucking happens okay and I apologize in advance but we're here we're having fun okay so let's get into this beautiful fucking story all right so Seattle was originally established in 1853, and Washington as a state, I'm going to go through a little background on Seattle, and then we're going to jump into the underground city, okay? So, sorry. If you're wondering why that was so fucking random, why I'm talking about the history of Seattle, I'm going to register the, register the history before we get into the underground city, okay? So, now, in Washington and when Seattle was established, it was home to two specific Native American tribes. And I'm sorry if I fuck this up and I butcher it. Not trying to, okay? The two tribes were the Suquamish and the Duwamish. And just for a little fun fact on Seattle, it was actually named after the Duwamish tribe leader, Seattle. I think that's how you say it. There's an L before the T, 
and an H after the T. Whoa, I choked. An H after the T. And I think, like, Seattle, like, you say Seattle, so I think it's Seattle. I don't fucking know. Sorry if I fucked that up. But I, I don't live out there, okay? I apologize, all right? I'm not that worldwide. I mean, I am worldwide, but I'm not that worldwide, okay? I haven't been to Seattle before, all right? Now, when... Seattle was first established and basically stolen from the Native Americans by the settlers because, yes, that did happen, you fuckheads, for the people that are like, oh, we didn't steal. Yes, we fucking did. All right. And then we gave them plots of land for them to set up shop and build casinos. And yeah, okay. I mean, yes, well, the tribe next to me that's near my house is really, really fucking rich. But like, not all tribes are really fucking rich, okay? We kind of fucked some of them, like, more than once, right? Kind of bad, but that's a conversation for a different day. When they first, you know, got this land, it turned out to be a huge lumber milling town, and it was quite successful, right? But the mayor and the people of Seattle, you know, kind of overlooked a few problems that would actually come back and fuck them so hard in the near future. Like, it's not even fucking funny. They got bent over, just clapped, right? Like Fred bending over Daphne and just giving her the beans. That's basically what happened, right? The weather is Fred and the Seattle citizens are Daphne, right? Just getting fucking railed. That's what happened here, all right? When these settlers first built Seattle, they literally, this is their first problem, they literally built it on a beach, which might not have been that big of an issue at first. They are probably on that, you know, beach hunt, beach, beachfront bargain hunt. If you watch the HGTV show, you know exactly what the fuck I'm talking about, right? They were looking for that beachfront bargain hunt, and they fucking got it, and yeah, it was it was not good because when they built that city on that beach, it w there were no issues right away. But over the course of Seattle's lifetime, the city became extremely prone to flooding. They also built everything in Seattle out of wood since lumber was their main source. And this was a huge problem in, I think, like 30 years from now. So it's really... Building everything out of, we'll cover it in a second, but building everything out of wood fucked them really, really hard. And on top of all of that, since Seattle was so far out west and cut off from most of America, it was literally like the wild, wild west in those streets. The Seattle streets were just guns blazing, just murdering people, hanging people, right? And the reason it was the wild, wild west was because they had... No, well, they, I'm pretty sure they had some law officials, but they didn't have a whole lot. So they did have consistent dueling, hanging, shootouts, and because of the lack of police within the city, the citizens decided it was best to have a mob mentality, and that's basically how they dealt with criminals. Like, if you've ever seen, um, what is it, the Simpsons movie that came out in like 20... 10, between 2008 and 2010, basically what it was, right? Remember, no, sorry, let me backtrack. I, I jumped too far ahead. Remember when Homer, you know, they finally put the dome over 
the Springfield and Homer's like, huh, look at those idiots. They're going to the wrong house as he shouts at the mob outside of the fucking, out of, out of his window. That is, and you know how they turn around and they go and they grab them and then they hang them. Well, try to hang them from their tree in the backyard. That's basically what this town was like. That's what early Seattle was like, right? And another major issue, other than being cut off from society, making all of their buildings out of wood, and having no police force, they had a very, very shitty plumbing system. The citizens of Seattle didn't hear about toilets until 1870, when the Seattle mayor installed a train system that finally connected them to the east. And because of said train system, they were able to keep up to date and in touch with the newest technology that was being released. And in this case, thankfully, it was a goddamn toilet. But the toilet also caused major issues for the folks in Seattle. I mean, hear me out. Like, I already talked shit about Seattle in the beginning. But for fuck's sake, Seattle, right? Coming close, what the hell is going on over there in like the early to late, not early, but like mid to late 1800s, right? Because now Seattle was so closely built to the ocean and since they had very unpredictable tides, they had to literally time when they could go to the bathroom. Otherwise... And this is alleged, I don't know if this is actually true, but we're going to roll with it. If you went to the bathroom at the wrong time, the dookie demon that you just shot out of your poop chute would force itself back up the pipes and flood your bathroom. Some even allegedly say that the force of the tide pushing your dookie demon through the pipes had enough fucking power to blow you off the toilet, right? It would give you an Uno reverse card. It would be like a FedEx, like truck driver, and you get the package and you just hit return to sender. That's basically what these fucking toilets and this plumbing system and this tide did to this town. Right, And before they even had fucking toilets, let me get this out of the way. Before they even had fucking toilets, they would just drain everything into the ocean, right? And because they were draining everything into the ocean, the tide would bring that shit back up onto their land. That is fucking disgusting. I'm sorry, Seattle. I love all of you, right? I love you all. I mean, I know you have a huge homeless issue right now. But holy shit, Seattle, I don't know what the fuck is going on over there in the 1800s. But thankfully, you know, and eventually, with a little trial and error, they started putting the bathrooms on the uppermost floor to counteract the shotgun blast of, you know, the undigested corn. It was also said that around this time, Seattle smelled absolutely fucking terrible. And I think you can know why, right? Because they were draining their fucking sewage into the ocean. And like I said earlier, 
that ocean water, those tides, would bring all of that shit back to them. Now, even though Seattle is a new and, well, semi-successful city, it's, well, now, I guess nowadays it's a, it's a successful city, but in the beginning, it was not off to a great start, and it's about to get even worse, because on June 6th, 19, not 19, too far ahead, 1889, Seattle would literally burn to death. And in history, this fire would go down as the Great Seattle Fire. Now, if you're wondering how it started, open up your ear holes because I'm about to fucking tell you, alright? Allegedly, what happened was that a carpenter's apprentice was heating glue over a fire. And once he got the, you know, glue all nice and tidy in the homemade hot tub, he decided it would be just the best and most absolute fucking wonderful idea to just leave it alone for a little bit and go fuck off and do something else, right? Now, as this glue was being unaccompanied by a supervised adult, it ended up boiling over the pot and spread across the floor, taking the fire with it. And since everything in Seattle, like I said earlier, was built out of wood, the whole fucking building caught on fire. Now, usually, you know, fires aren't too terrible to deal with. Well, I mean, obviously, we do get bad fires, but for the most part, especially in today's time, you don't really hear about an entire city burning down. Well, I guess if you're in California, right? That's different, right? But, like, if you don't have, like, natural fires and stuff like that, like Seattle, like, not Seattle, but, like, fucking California, you know, maybe a few cities burned down, but they're not too terribly burnt down. Like, we know how to deal with them, correct? That's what I'm trying to say. We know how to deal with them. But on the other hand, in the, you know, 1889 version of Seattle, they couldn't fucking put it out. And after the volunteer fire department was called, which I will say from the story, it seems like they weren't trained or didn't have enough training to deal with fires quite yet because they couldn't get enough pressure from the ocean to put out the fucking fire. All of that pressure that was blowing chocolate water up their ass cheeks was nowhere to be found. To be honest, they should just have hooked it up to the, you know, the toilets in the fucking house and just kept flushing, right? And just flushed that shit. Like, you know that episode from Ned's Declassified where they're in the bathroom and I forgot what episode is it, but it's like, you know, if you go flush all the toilets, the whole school explodes or something like that. If they would have just, you know, hooked up the fire hoses, just straight into the toilet, kept flushing, I bet you they would have gotten enough fucking water pressure to blow down half of their fucking forest up there. But they didn't think like that. They're not smart as me. 
or you. We That's the first thing we would have come up with and would have done. But they weren't thinking like that. So since they couldn't get enough water pressure, the fire, like normal fires do, spread. And, you know, there's a worst case, best case scenario to this situation. Like, we're, like best case scenario, it goes to another house and they, you know, eventually can put it out. Well, not here, right? They got the worst fucking case scenario, worst case scenario. Yeah, that's what I meant to say. That they could have possibly asked for. Because this fire decided to pick a liquor store to spread to. Which, I'm not sure if you're familiar with Molotov cocktails. But alcohol and fire go boom. And that's what the fuck happened. Right? Fire came over, blew that fucking store up. And to make a long story short, basically after they, you know, couldn't contain the fire after the explosion, it just moved through the fucking city and just burned everything. And it went on for a while, but thankfully, you know, I don't know what universe gods they were praying to, but thankfully it eventually stopped and put itself out. It was tired of killing people. Well, they didn't kill anybody. Thankfully, it didn't kill anybody. But thankfully, they it put itself out at 3 a.m., okay? Which is kind of fucking weird. Not gonna lie. 3 o'clock in the fucking morning, which is really creepy. I'm going to just stress how fucking creepy that is. I don't know if it's a coincidence or not, but that shit is fucking terrifying. Imagine that. Well, they don't have the magical capabilities like we do nowadays where it's like, you know, 3 a.m. hits. That's the witching hour. Don't do anything fucking stupid during 3 a.m. to 4 a.m. Right, so it is fucking weird that they that this fire decided to put itself out at 3 a.m. Right, and it's a fire. Do we like? Do I need to stress that enough? It's a fucking fire. You know where else is really really fiery? I don't need to say it, but it's the place down under. Right, it's where Hades. Well, not Hades, but that's a different mythology. But you know what I mean. You know exactly what I mean. Fucking creepy. I don't know if that's coincidence, but I think it is, right? Don't call me a lunatic if you want, but like that shit's fucking weird, okay? So up until this point, after the fire and everything, the city planners or architects or engineers or whoever the fuck calls the shots when building a town because I've never built one, so I don't fucking know. Every decision that they had made up until this point literally came back to haunt them. But... Like any other great, beautiful, succulent American frontier, you know, that are out there. These guys fucking did it. They are the best American frontiers that this world has ever seen. I don't know. I'm completely making that up. That could be true. That could not be true. But these wonderful American frontiers, they learn from their mistakes and they rebuilt a better city. In the new construction of the city, the mayor or whoever the fuck, you know, imp like calls the shots or implements whatever laws or shit like that, 
they came up with these two new rules that have to be implemented for this new city. The first one, every building has to be made out of bricks or stones, okay? So nothing can obviously burn down easily and just, you know, makes the buildings more stable with the ocean tides that are coming in. The second rule was the streets, the newer streets that are being built, will also have to be raised one story to prevent flooding. Now, this remastered version of Seattle that was set to be rebuilt on top of the old Seattle was a great idea. But, like any decision that anybody ever makes when building something or doing shit, there's always some drawbacks. And this one had... I just, like, sniffled into the camera. I'm sorry, my nose is a little plugged up. This city was just had major drawbacks like a couple major drawbacks but they were kind of rewarded in the best possible fucking way that anybody could have been rewarded in right since their entire city was burned down they had very little money to build the new seattle so once they started building they were quickly hit with a budget wall so a lot of the raised platforms, the new street, well, rewind. So a lot of the new raised platforms for the new streets and sidewalks were left unfinished. And for an entire year, the citizens would have to go up and down ladders to reach storefronts and the new Seattle roadway, right? So they would have to, like, let's say you're going near a strip mall, right? You're going to go, like, it's a little strip mall. You're just going to go hit the shops real quick. Well, imagine if those storefronts were a story lower and there was a ladder going down to get to the front door. That's what they had to do every single day if they went shopping or to, into basically any business. That's what they had to do. Which also, if you think about it, is really, really dangerous. And thankfully, they didn't have OSHA back in the 1800s because that's a huge fucking OSHA violation. And there have been records of people falling down these little, like, drunk, like, drunk people, not drunk records, but, like, drunk people that would walk around at night, stumble around, hit one of these little ladder holes that were in the ground, fall down, and get either severely injured or... They would die. So, I don't fuck Like, that was a great idea, guys. Let's kill and hurt our own citizens. Seattle, I love you. You guys are fucking crazy out there. Now, now I kind of want to go there. Now I kind of want to go out and witness how fucking wild you guys are. Because from this story, you guys sound fucking crazy. Right? And I thought Chicago was crazy. But you guys are on a whole nother level. You're not as bad as Los Angeles. Okay? Sorry to my LA listeners. You guys are fucking crazy, but like, Seattle, you're way more tame than the Los Angeles folks, because holy shit, right? But, oh my god, I have a sneeze, I have a sneeze, no I don't, so. Now, unfortunately, when they hit that budget wall, they were missing out on major money-making opportunities. They weren't young money, cash money billionaires yet. They were fucking 
they were fucking broke. And the opportunities that they were missing out on would have economically like boosted the fuck out of them, right? They were missing out on the railroads and the gold rush, the two fucking major things that were so big out there, right? In the 1800s and the 1900s, I assume the 1900s, but like they were missing out on that shit, right? Now, the reason that they were missing out on these opportunities was because they needed to rebuild their city in order to set up housing and other city amenities. I don't know why I said that word. I just did. To attract people to stay there for an excessive amount of time so that they could, you know, come up with their little mom and pop shops. I don't fucking know, but they could stay there, go to the mine or like the gold rush mine. Get the fucking gold, come back, put it into the banks, make the fucking money, and then, you know, maybe they'd like, oh, there's a lot of fucking gold out here, a lot of fucking money, so we'll stay here. They didn't have any of that. They didn't have any money to build shit, okay? Now, in a desperate attempt, I don't know why that took so long. I had, like, my throat's kind of fucked up because it's dry, so it's a little scratchy and it's tickling. It's, whoa. Is tickling me real bad. So if I end up coughing unprofusely for like a minute, that's why. And it's kind of fucking up my speech. So sorry. I'm not, I'm not making excuses. I'm just giving you guys like, why is he taking a weird long break? I'm just explaining myself, okay? It's not an excuse. I'm explaining myself. But in like desperate search of what they could find to make money, they happened to come across their little damsel in distress the thing that was gonna just fucking propel them to the top and just make them a shit ton of money right if you're thinking the fish go out go out fishing out there they didn't do that right you think it was gambling no no it wasn't the gambling you know what it was it was fucking brothels this city, this city, the remastered version of Seattle had so many brothels within its city that they started taxing sex workers, right? And if, if you want to know what the name of this tax was, because it has a really nice name, right? They didn't want to call it like, you know, prostitution tax or sex tax. They called it entertainment tax and that's where they made their money right they made their money off of those women putting in work at the brothels right and the government was you know collecting them checks they were collecting it right they wanted people to go to those brothels they wanted right they wanted those divorced husbands well, I guess, you know, well, yeah, divorced husbands in their 40s, right? They wanted them to blow fat stacks of frontier money. They wanted them just making it rain on those brothel women, right? They wanted to tuck those Andrew Jacksons in the panty lines and watch them shake for an hour, right? That was their thing. I don't know. That sounds like more like a strip club, but I assume that strip clubs are like a branch off of a brothel, but I could be completely wrong. I'm not 
a historian by any means, all right? I'm just a dude that sometimes occasionally connects the dots, okay? And that's what I'm assuming happened here, okay? So, since, you know, Seattle is now based off of sex, which is kind of dope and makes me want to, like, I already want to visit you guys more, but now, like, on top of that, I would love to really, really want to go there. After the entertainment tax was introduced to the people and these people would not only just, you know, have sex and eat nachos, you know, whoa, I butchered that. That was supposed to be a joke and I fucked that one up. Hold on. Let me rewind. All right. So now after the entertainment tax was introduced, people would not only just have sex and eat nachos. If you know what that's from, I really love you because it's from a movie. I think it's a movie where Adam Driver goes and he sits down at a table and he's sitting across from somebody. I forgot what movie it was. And he goes, I just got done having sex and now I'm eating fucking nachos. And he screams it. It is the funniest fucking thing. I was going to put that quote in, but I'm lazy today when it comes to editing. So you're just going to get a blank version. I'm sorry. All right. I'm sorry. I have lacked on those like things. Trust me, they're going to be coming back, okay? I just have to pick right stories for them and stuff like that. But trust me, trust me, they'll be back. Okay, don't hate me. They'll be back. But since, you know, all of the dudes were going to the entertainment entertainment places, the brothels and stuff like that, and because that money was coming in and flowing, they started to rebuild the city again. Now, as the city was being rebuilt, some store owners still operated out of the lower levels of their building, until they eventually got forced up a level to the new street view. Because in 1907, when the bubonic plague hit, it literally forced them to go up. That's why they went up. And if you're wondering, like, hey, Dusty, why were they forced to move up a level? Because of the bubonic plague, that seems kind of stupid. And to your question, I'd agree. But... (coughs) Told you that cough was coming. But because of, where, what the fuck, where was I? Hold on, hold on, don't, it's getting awkward now, it is getting awkward. Okay, found it. But because the bubonic plague was sweeping through, not just the US, but other nations, that forced them to move up because the old streets of Seattle had a major rap problem. I said that weird, I was choking again for a second. Seattle had a major rat problem, and that's why they had to move up, okay? Because it, bubonic rats were the main carriers for the bubonic plague. Now, after they condemned old Seattle's streets, and since everything was moved up a little, old Seattle basically became a breeding ground for all things malevolent. I'm talking prostitution. I'm talking drug using, drug dealing. I'm talking murders, right? I'm talking basically everything that's considered illegal happened under the new streets of Seattle, a.k.a. Seattle's underground, right? I burped. Now, this underground city, this underground utopia was basically... Hold on, what the fuck, Siri? Shut up, bitch! Sorry, my Siri was freaking the fuck out for a second. Now... 
This Seattle underworld was operating illegal activities for at least three decades, but once the 1940s hit, it was officially sealed up and was scheduled to be demolished in the 1950s. But thanks to the hard work of a very specific man, a very wonderful man, I don't know him, but I'm going to assume he's wonderful. Bill Speedel. I don't know if that's how you say that. I don't like that last name. Speedle, that sounds weird, but we're rolling with it. He was able to persuade the town committee into, well, I think I couldn't really find the specifics on this place, but I'm assuming he persuaded the committee into letting him open up the underground city so he could start giving tours of old historic Seattle because that's basically what happened. And in 1965, Bill gave his first tour of the underground city, and from there it took the fuck off and cemented itself, cemented, I meant to say cemented itself into the U.S. history. Now, we're getting on to the good part of the episode. That was the boring part. I know, I'm going to tell you guys a few ghost stories of the Seattle underground city. So get ready for this. Our first apparition, our first spirit, our first dude is named Edward the Handlebarred Mustache Bank Teller. All right. Now, this bank that he worked at is reported to be one of the most haunted areas of the tunnels. Now, this bank or this cage, it's kind of a cage if you think about it, but is part of the Scandinavian American Bank, which was open 24-7 and catered to the gold miners. Now, his story, it is said that during a robbery, Edward the bank teller at the time was shot and killed and now operates his teller cage from the afterlife. He said to... He's said to have, whoa, I'm choking on my saliva. He's said to wear a handlebar mustache and a white shirt with suspenders. He, of course, pulls it together with this classy, big, black top hat like everybody had back then. He's very vocal in the area. There are very numerous, well, not very, but there are numerous EVPs recorded in the area. And investigators report that when he's asked his name, he'll respond with Edward. That's all alleged from this website that I got it from. I don't know if that's actually true. Like I said, I've never been there, but he has been on other websites that I looked at. So... I'm pretty sure it's pretty accurate, but don't like, like with all this stuff, especially when it comes to the paranormal or any true crime stuff, it's all alleged because I was not fucking there, so I do not know, all right? There's also reportedly a woman who hangs around the vault with Edward. It's said that she was shot behind the vault. Although there is very little evidence behind this, Maybe it's a little love affair in the afterlife. I don't fucking know. Okay, I don't know. Maybe, maybe, maybe he's giving. This is gonna be disgusting, but maybe he's, maybe he's giving, maybe he's giving her that nice gooey ectoplasm, right? But I don't know. I don't fucking know. 
Could be the ectoplasm. He could be spraying it all over her face like Daphne does to Fred. No, sorry. Freddy does to Daphne, right? Ew, that's disgusting. I'm ruined. I'm sorry. Scooby-Doo jokes are just my, th my thing today, okay? I apologize, but, like, they're kind of fucking funny, okay? Our second allegedly apparition man thing in the Seattle underground is George, in quotes, I'm innocent pain, right? Now, this is a little depressing, okay? It's a little sad. Just want to get that out there. So if you need to grab a little tissue, reach for it, okay? His story is, in 1882, he was locked away for an unknown reason. And while in jail, a mad mob stormed the jail and hung two robbers out of anger. Unfortunately, that wasn't enough for the mob. And they pulled George from his cell and hung him as well in Seattle Park. Despite proclaiming his innocence, he was still hung, which resulted in him getting the name The Innocent Man. It's said that he can be seen hanging, literally, right? Allegedly, you can literally see him hanging around the tree in the center of the park. There have been EVPs with the man's voice saying, I'm innocent and you killed an innocent man. The other place you want to pay attention to if you are in the Seattle region is the Oriental Hotel. And this was a place where seamstresses, if you don't know what a seamstress is, because I found this out, had no clue what they were but up until then, all right? But they're, it's, seamstress is another word for prostitute, okay? This is a prostitute that we're talking about right now, okay? And she would work there. And it's said to, well, at the Oriental Hotel, if you go there, there's said to be a woman's shadow walking about, and I guess she's really loud, and unexplained noises come from that area. Well, that hotel. I don't know. Maybe, maybe our, maybe our man fucking, what's his name? Handlebar mustache guy. Fuck, I'll have to look up his name. I forgot it. Hold on, give me two seconds. I'm going to keep talking so it's not that awkward silence. So here we go, here we go, here we go. Edward. Maybe Edward's, you know, double caked up, right? In the Seattle underground. He's got the lady that's in the bank with him. You know, if he doesn't want to stray too far out, right? He doesn't want to leave his work. He wants to get a quick, you know, little session while he's on the job, right? He's got her. And then maybe when he feels like he needs to escape a little bit, you know, work's getting tough. We all feel that. Work's not fun. So I could only imagine what... I'm looking at the name again. Don't judge me. What Edward goes through, right? So maybe he ventures out to the old, the old Oriental Hotel to go visit his seamstress friend, right? He's busy there, right? He's working and he's got two women to take care of, right? Maybe that's what's going on. Maybe that's why she's so loud. <laughs> maybe she's getting that ectoplasm from fucking Edward, from Eddie, Ed, I don't fucking know, I don't know, maybe, but those, that's the history of the Seattle underground city and why it's tragic and why it's awful, a lot of crime, a lot of death, Seattle, I'm so sorry, you guys are just built on shit, metaphorically and physically, okay, well, literally, 
I meant to say literally instead of physically, but I guess you guys are physically also built on shit. So, but I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna be mean to you guys anymore, alright? I'm sorry. I apologize. I love all of you. I do. But, that's the story for today. Alright, I know it's a little different. I hope you guys liked it, okay? It's kind of all over the place and I apologize. <clears throat> that was me choking again because my throat is really dry and I don't have water near me and I don't want to go downstairs to get water because I'm going to have to cut that out of this episode and I don't want to do that because I'm too lazy. I'm not even going to cut out the part where I had to backtrack and went really, really quiet, okay? I might. I don't fucking know. I don't know, alright? I'm sorry, but I hope you guys enjoyed the video. Um, I don't really have anything else lined up for you guys. So, I'm trying to think of what else. No. We were going to come, uh, well, me and Gabby, we're going to do an episode this Wednesday, but we had a really, really busy weekend and couldn't get to it. So next Wednesday, it'll be out and you guys will be able to listen to it and hear it. We're doing the Ken and Barbie murders, murderers, murders. I don't fucking know. It's her idea. So I'm rolling with it. All right. I'm, I'm a democracy over here. All right. I take suggestions from everybody. So. Hope you guys had a good weekend. Let's get through this fucking work week and let's just, you know, have fun, all right? So remember, stay frosty, stay foxy, and most importantly, the most important thing on this planet, stay safe, you beautiful peacocks. I love y'all. Deuces.